Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Bachelors in the City. We've got we've got a um, a quite a uh, we got good news. We got some great news, guys. Good news. It's a good day. It's a good it's day. A what's good what's day. that meme with "It's a good day"? Uh, it's that rapper, right? Ice Cube. Like, today Ice Cube. was a good day. Oh, today was a good day. Today was a good day, and we're gonna get into it of why it was such a good day. But before we do, we are gonna talk a little bit about um, a little conversation that Dusty and I got into about space and the ocean. Boom. You guys may think that's extremely random, and it is. It's but I think random. you're gonna think it's pretty interesting too after you hear this. So um, stay tuned. Got our third roommate, of course. And bum, ba, da, bum, 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 for the good news, we found our new apartment. Our new apartment, guys. It's been stressful as beep. Um, guys, I get so stressed moving. I hate moving. It's my, I just say, lock me into a five-year lease. Like, shit, I don't want to move at all. They say, I, um, I, I heard this recently, my dad, I think, told me, that just behind you know, losing a loved one, moving is the second most stressful thing that human beings go through. Really? Yeah. See? You see? You're looking at me. I know you've been stressed, but I've been really stressed. Like, I yeah. don't want to do anything. Pete's been trying to, you know... Get me I've to been go going on, on trips. And- <laughs> Pete, Pete, guys, if you want to live with a guy that's all about adventure... <laughs> Oh man, like you have Christmas, you you spend crazy money on Christmas for the family and loved ones, and you know, <laughs> then it's like, hey Pete, like I, I'm not much of a, a New Year's Eve kind of guy. We even talked about it on the podcast, and he, Pete's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do something extravagant, top notch, and, hey, and we do, and you it was loved fun. it, okay? So, I did, thank you. And then I'm like, Pete, okay, let's. I want to chill January. I don't guys, want to well, do t- real quick. Let's just tell everyone what my Christmas present to you was. So I was just trying to have you use your Christmas. So guys, I I get passes, obviously, as an airline pilot. And I have, you know, buddy passes that I can give out, which are limited throughout the year. Or I can pick two people to give unlimited passes to, to fly as much as they want, right? Well, I picked Dustin, my best friend, for one, you know, one of those passes. And I was like, all right, man, this is your Christmas present. Merry Christmas. Now let's it's use the gift. Christmas gift. It is a great So that's gift. the reason I even asked you. I know you're going with this story. That's why I even asked you. I, I know. Yeah. And it, thank you. I appreciate I'm going to oh, okay. use the hell out of them too. You best believe it. But yeah. We'll see Pete about that because he's 0 for 1. I just did a trip to Breckenridge and uh, he didn't come. <laughs> because I've been stressed about moving. He goes that's on a right. ski trip. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I just don't feel comfortable going on a ski trip having fun when we don't know where we're going to live. I, see, if you have the mindset, it's all what you put out there. I knew it was all going to work out. There was no reason to stress, even though I was I a little had, stressed. I would have had more of a panic attack. I, I would have hyperventilated. I would have been a wreck. I don't like to have fun until I get things figured out. But we got to figure it out. We got a nice spot. We got to figure gonna it out. Be... We, let's walk them through what we did. All right, go ahead. Okay, so we, we had started looking for a spot. Well, actually, it's funny. Well, this was the other day. Pete's like, hey, I got us an appointment to go look at this apartment. I'm like, cool. Sounds good. Let's go check it out. All right, you know, I'm like, okay, one o'clock, that works. I could, you know, I could move stuff, whatnot. Then he just pulls out 
four other showings out of his ass. I'm like, <laughs> we literally hey, spent it's magic. Five- <laughs> but uh, guys, we spent five hours looking at all these places, and like, I, I thought I low-key thought like something was really wrong with you because like I kept asking you throughout the day. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Like, I haven't. Did, ate- did I do something? Like, are you okay? You oh. seem really mad. <laughs> and guys, I get we. A lot of transportation, <laughs> a lot of moving, it's cold. And for cars, we took a couple of taxis. I, I get motion sickness a lot of times in the city and being a car in, in, in the car. And I'm having to do emails and text people. And I'm getting so nauseous. And this whole time, I'm just hating Peter for bringing, like, this was supposed to be one showing. And we're doing like five. It took like five hours. Honestly. The funniest, the funniest shit about that entire day was when finally we had like a 30-minute break for food. And we go and we're like, yeah, let's go get, you know, let's go get some food. And I'm like trying desperately to like really eat a lot healthier this year and the new year. And Dustin's like, hey, there's McDonald's. I'm like, shit. Like, but we also didn't have that much time. So we go to McDonald's and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be good. I'm not going to get anything. I'm going to continue intermittent fasting. I hadn't eaten anything yet. Dustin gets this delicious looking Big Mac and fries and Coke. And then we're outside walking to the next... And they're knocking to the next showing. And I'm just like talking with Dustin. Like, dude, like, I don't know why. Like, I struggle sometimes, you know, like, I it's, it's I haven't had the best diet. And like, I, I want to. Like, I don't know why. Like, I it's, I struggle. It's one of my struggles in life. And uh, he's like, well, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just one. I, I, have a, I have a mouthful of a Big Mac and fries just stuffed in there. I'm he's talking carrying, with someone. And I'm like, you know what your problem is, Pete? You got no self-control at all. You got, I'm like shitting on him. <laughs> and and, and I just start losing my shit because Dustin is saying this and he has the biggest mouth full of food and he's just like talking and taking a sip of his Coke and trying to teach me a life lesson as he's indulging in McDonald's. And I don't know. It was so funny. Um, has nothing to do with looking for an apartment. But we uh, then went to our next our next spot. We found some cool things. We've But we we're like, we're getting to the point where like, listen, we need... We're moving out here January 31st. It's coming. And I still have, I'm working, you know, a lot of these days and who knows if I'm gone. And so we were like, we felt the pressure. Anyways, long story short, we found uh, the last spot we go to yesterday. I told Dustin too, I was like, you're going to like this one. You told me I was going to like the one before then too, which was nice. It was but- nice. It was a little small. The thing with New York is you can't fit king bedrooms in a lot of space. Like a lot of places don't let you fit king beds in the bedroom. They're so small. So that was really like inhibiting us to find a place, you know, because we didn't want to get rid of our beds. I love my bed. And so we were going to this, this new one. And I was like, you're, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. We get there. I actually hadn't seen it yet. I had just seen it on like the brochure, like on Street Easy and freaking loved it. Just like awesome. The perfect vibe. Uh, outdoor place. It's just, it's perfect. And so we got our spots. Got a good deal. Got the Rat Pack. We got the Rat Pack together. And uh, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be a really good spot. I, it's just, you know, when you have a good vibe about something, a good feel. Well, I have that for this. And so we have our new place, our new home coming February 1st. Very soon. Very, very soon. I'm looking forward to you, Dustin, giving me some more life lessons. <laughs> Leading by example. Okay. <laughs> I really oh, appreciate man. that, man. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. Let's get into this episode.
So guys, the other day, I get these notifications on my phone whenever we get mail. I get photos of what's in the mail. I see the names, you know, Dustin Kendrick this, bills, bills, bills. Um, I see some Peter stuff. But I saw something in the mail, and it was from freaking NASA with Peter Weber's name on there. So, so guys, I have a big announcement that uh, I'm ready to share with you. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could say I was what, about to what go. What was that? You never told me. <laughs> no, actually, I uh, I just <laughs> I actually just saw that recently when I got the mail. I subscribed to a lot of NASA, um, just NASA and aviation uh, type magazines, and so it was just a an envelope that had to do with that. I wish it was an invite to come and 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 pilot a uh, you know the first mission to Mars. That was always like a childhood dream of mine. But I uh, I don't know. I I've always thought. So I guess we had, so that to further this, Dusty and I have been talking about, okay, what's more interesting, space or the ocean? And I'm 100% about space. I, I have always been fascinated. Um, I'm actually, I guess, not technically going to space, but in 2024, I believe, um, you guys can follow along. I'll obviously be posting more updates as we get closer to the date. But so I'm partnering up with a really great um, company, Worldview Space, that is offering more affordable trips, essentially, up into space, kind of competing with SpaceX type thing. And so it's going to be essentially a capsule that essentially just flies up into space via a balloon. It just, it floats up into space and comes back down. And this huge balloon inflates, right? And brings it up and then it goes back down. I think it's like a four to five hour mission. Essentially, you have dinner up there, 100,000 feet up in the air. You're in, you're in, the, in the stratosphere and uh, it's, you're not weightless. You're not quite high enough for that, but something I'm really looking forward to. And so I just have always been very, very interested in space and all the mystery, everything from the Apollo missions and now going to Mars and everything. And, and what's outside of... What's outside of our universe? So and, yes, that's and our, the craziest and, and, thing. Yeah. Our, well, let's we can start small. Yeah. What's outside our planets? What's outside of our little, you know, our little nine uh, planet galaxy? What's outside the Milky Solar Way? Solar system. Solar system. Sorry. What's outside the the Milky Way? Like you have all these infinite stars and planets and all this these black holes, what's it all mean? And what's beyond the universe, which I, I like to read, real read, I like to watch a lot of TED Talk videos and whatnot. And there's this thing called string theory about multiverses. And the idea of the theory is that this is one universe we're in right now, but there's multi, there's thousands, billions of other universes like ours with different dimensions that we just possibly can't even fathom in our, in our brain, because, I mean, we're not supposed to. And it comes down to the string theory of smaller than an atom is actually these vibrations of a string in which they're able to connect that to what's outside. It's, it's so interesting to me. And yes, I do believe in aliens as well. It's, there's no way, there's no other life out there. It's just impossible. No, anyway. it's very true. So I, you actually sent me that, I think it was the video, Explaining well, on wavelengths, on wavelengths, yeah, and how ultimately That's manifesting stuff, yeah, everything, yeah, that was with manifesting. How everything is made up of what energy or light, energy and light, and energy and light cannot be destroyed or created or destroyed. But if you get to the smallest, smallest, I mean, this is getting really into it and scientific. Hopefully, you guys <laughs> like this stuff as much as we do. But you get to these, you know, the the very basic 
makeup of whatever you're talking, like human beings, uh, this desk, this computer, whatever it is, it's an atom and then you get smaller. Okay, what's at protons, all that. What's the smallest, what's an atom made up of the smallest thing that you can combine to make up the parts of an atom? And ultimately, I guess all these physicists, like world-renowned physicists have all agreed that the, the basic, basic part is light. It's energy. Everything is made up of that. And this kind of goes into, if you guys believe in manifesting and, um, and law of attraction kind of stuff, why that works. Because at the end of the day, everything is just light. And, um, but going back to space, <laughs> the craziest thing, I want you guys to follow me here. Because this is the one thing that's always made my brain hurt when I try to try to comprehend it. And there's no way to comprehend it because, well, it just doesn't make sense. Try to, you know, think about the universe. And the universe, they say, is constantly expanding. It's expanding at the speed of light. Well, obviously, we could never go out to the edge of the universe because we could never, you can't, it's impossible to travel faster than the speed of light unless somehow there's theories out there that, you know, black holes, if you can, they can bend time and, and, and you can, that's a wormhole, essentially. That's maybe the only way to get faster than the speed of light, theoretically. But think about right now, the edge, wherever it is out there, however many billions, trillions, quadrillion, whatever, light years away it is from us. Think about if we could freeze time and we could transport ourselves to the very end of the universe right now. What would we find? Would it be just a brick wall because that's the end of the universe and there's, that's the end, there's nothing else. But that doesn't make sense because if there was a brick wall, there has to be something on the other side. There has to be something that the universe is expanding into because it can't expand into nothing, but it also can't go on forever. And I can't tell you the amount of conversations, the amount of times I've brought this up, I've talked flying, you know, with other co-pilots, you know, up in the air, just, you know, we get into fun conversations, talking about stuff like this and it doesn't make sense. And, and we can't fathom it, obviously, but it's like, damn, so interesting, you know? And probably you'll never find out to the day you die of, of really what the answer is. But I just, I think space is fascinating. I love flying at night, seeing shooting stars and just, just in awe, in awe of it. You know, what else is out there? There is a beauty out there. It, it's also very intimidating. Like it's terrifying. Space is so terrifying because we would you, don't understand you, said you wouldn't go to space, would you? Uh, you would never catch me. I, I would go if I had, knock on wood, if I had a deadly illness and they were like, Dustin, you have like two months to live and an opportunity came to go to space, I'd do it then. But I am Dustin, so- Dustin, don't say that. I said knock on wood. No, no. Oh. But no, what, but, you just, what you just said, there's a song about that. I wish, I wish this for everyone. Live like you were dying. Live like you were dying is the, this truly the to, only way to yeah. live life. But listen, though, I'm so in love with planet Earth. I have no, like, it's, I just, I just don't want to go into space. I love learning about it, but I have no desire to go. I love my feet on, you, I, you know, I hate heights too. I love when my feet are planted on the ground. It just, I love it. I love fresh fresh oxygen. I love water. I love everything this planet has to offer. So I, I am in no hurry to ever leave in this planet. So yeah. Honestly, it's not even like, you know, I think it'd obviously be an extraordinary adventure to go explore another planet and see what else is out there, of course. But the coolest thing for me is just the thought of weightlessness, of getting into, you know, orbit and, uh, and having zero gravity. You well, know? I'll tell you another way you orbit. could do that. And we're going to go to the other topic of, the ocean. 
So you could go into the ocean and feel no gravity as well. It's not the same, though. Probably not, but, you know, that's the closest I'm going to get to it. Let's talk about the ocean, though. <laughs> the ocean is very interesting, beautiful, and terrifying as well. You know what's crazy, they say, is that we know more about space than we know about our own oceans. We don't know what's in the ocean. Guys, we don't know what's in the ocean. You know what's crazy to me? I remember we went to, um, where did we just go last year um, when we went snorkeling? Belize? Yeah, we went to Belize. And just the amount of pressure, I was trying to go to the bottom of the, you know, the reef area. And it, like you just feel this pressure in your head, like your head could just explode, right? And they say if you go further enough, you, you'll die from the pressure. So I was watching this documentary with Will Smith, and he took this submarine all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. And they were like, yeah, this glass cracked. You would die in like a point of a second. Like it would take no time for you to die. I don't understand. At the same time, they're down there. There's these fish. How are these fish living with this great amount of pressure? Like it's nothing. It's insane to me. I don't get because it. Because they're, they're conditioned for it. They, that's the atmosphere. That's the type of, that's the atmosphere that they live in. And it's like, you know, they could never make it up here. They would, you, you see a lot of fish sometimes that are like those bottom dwellers that are un, constantly under that pressure that you fish and you catch them and they come out of the water and they, you know, all of a sudden their eyes are popping out of their sockets and they're inflating like crazy because now they're all that, all, all that pressure that their body is conditioned to withstand is no longer there. And now they're in a, you know, an atmosphere of no pressure. And so it just, you know, it does this, just like we would crush under it. They do the opposite. They just kind of blow up with it. But yeah, I, I think it's it's fascinating too. Yeah, all, you think about. I've always been. Remember, we went on the show to uh, Scotland, and there was the. Um, I was fascinated because we got to see the Loch Ness. Wasn't the body of water? Is it called Loch Ness? Like Loch Ness Lake? I'm not 100 percent sure what it's called, but the Loch Ness monster. We saw that that body of water, where that myth of that creature is. You know, legend says it lives, and. You know, who knows if it truly is out there. You know, we've got some grainy, fit, you know, photos of it back in the day. But well, yeah, ocean's got to be. There's got to be a sea creature, huge. I, I, I would almost bet my life on it. There is definitely a sea creature that has so much, like that's so big that we haven't seen yet that it could just be so terrifying. There's got to be. You know, one, one thing that's always been such a mystery is the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, that is. What what is up with this area? Is that part of the ocean? It's it's fascinating. So whenever I'm able to do flights down from New York over the Atlantic and you know down to like the Caribbean, um, we fly what's called waters routes, and so it allows us to fly way way offshore where there's you know less communication. Obviously, na navigation signals don't necessarily work as far out. So you have other procedures that you do to fly and make those routes possible, but. You fly kind of, you know, around that area. And it's always whenever I'm flying, I'm like, huh, like what, what you is would, it? You would 100% want to adventure through that. No doubt about it. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I, I'm fascinated by it. That's for sure. If you and me were in a plane, you're like, hey, we're, let's just do it. You would totally be like, let's just, let's just do it. Let's try it. No, absolutely. There, listen, you there, are old, there are old pilots and there are bold pilots but there are no old, bold pilots. Ooh. That's a, a saying, courtesy of my dad. He's always told me that growing up. And um, it's very true. You don't, you don't take chances flying. Um, but it's, it's fascinating. It's a mystery. And yeah, it's not a mysteries on this earth we have, but I think, you know, just as many, if not more, 
in space. And I'm excited. I'll keep you guys updated. Obviously, we're a couple of years out. Um, if any of you listening are, are interested at all in, in coming along on this adventure with me, Worldview Space, look it up. I got some posts on my Instagram. I'll be posting more, like I said, as the dates come, but it should be the adventure of a lifetime. And uh, yeah, you got to love, you got to love it all. Love space, the adventure, the ocean. Good Wait stuff. a minute. Wait a minute. And before we go on this, Emma just sent, I just saw this. I guess they're, they've trained a fish to drive. I would not doubt that Emma would find some content like that. What? In a tank. A fish is driving in the tank. Holy, can we post this on the, on the Instagram page? Shut up. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. Something new every day. Emma has found a goldfish that's driving out of its fish tank down the street. Pretty insane. Pretty incredible. No freaking way. That's a goldfish. I don't don't goldfish though forget like every 10 seconds what they're doing. There's no way this that's Emma, there's no way that's real. The goldfish is just looking forward and being constantly surprised every 10 seconds when its memory wipes. Interesting. All right, guys. That was our little topic today. It's very interesting. Space or the ocean? Let us know though. Like, I can't be by myself on this. I, I did a post a couple months ago, I think, about space. And I was actually surprised that more people I think sided with you, Dusty. But let us know if uh, if you guys are out there for the adventure. Let's go on it together. Or you could just chill with me and we'll sit back and watch those fools go, guys. Let's start. All right. We'll let our third roommates pick which roommate they want to hang out with more. Okay. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. It is that time, the third roommate time, one of my favorites. Actually, Pete, we were talking. I think we want to start bringing you guys on live at some point. So we have a definitely want to start doing that. I I did a little uh, guest host swap here with a podcast, uh, How Men Think. And it was fun. It was interesting. And definitely... Would love to kind of do a similar thing. We kind of had, I think this was like our, our initial thought for our third roommate, you know, segment to, you know, interact more live. It's just, I think, been kind of hard logistically. But now that we've kind of, you know, gotten the whole routine down and uh, I am able to still travel with my stuff, we need to start bringing you guys on live and um, just via a Zoom link. And you guys can ask these, you know, questions uh, in person. It'd be great just to connect with you a little bit more personally there. So... But today we have Kim, our third roommate. She uh, submitted her question. Hey, bachelors in the city. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Kim. Uh, Hope you and your team and families are well. Here's my third roommate question. Uh, Other than the Bachelor franchise, what is the best slash your favorite reality TV show about finding love? Personal favorites of mine are MTV's Are You the One? And I think Lifetime's Temptation Island. Can't wait to hear about your fave trashy TV. Love the show and am proud to call myself a third roommate. Much love, Kim. 
Well, thank you so much, Kim. The love is being sent right back. Hopefully we can get you on a Zoom call here in the near future. But uh, yeah, great question. I, um, I honestly, I'll give you my answer here. I honestly, uh, I don't watch that much reality TV other than The Bachelor. That's really like the only show I've really ever watched even before you know I was a part of her or anything like that. I just... I'm not the biggest TV watcher. I'm definitely more of a sports guy if I'm going to watch TV. But uh, I would say it is um, F-Boy Island is the one that we, Dustin and I watched it. It's really the only other reality dating show I guess I've watched. So it has to be my answer. But I just thought it was it was very well done. It was uh, very, like the, the comedy, it was unique. Uh, something you don't necessarily get from, I think, The Bachelor you know, maybe a lot, any of the other kind of finding love shows. No, you know what, Dustin, what was the one? I think we watched that one together too. The makeup artist one? Yes. Here, I'll let up. you get into that one because you you were the one that got me on that. That was that was actually pretty good. I don't remember the name. What was the something beast? The show, it was like the British show. Naked, wait, no. Naked Attraction? No, something beasts. It's but it's, it's, Netflix, it's the right? one where they put like really, really in-depth makeup, like prosthetics on the people. Sexy beast. Yeah. Yeah. You can't tell at all. That's a good who, one. A great show. Great concept. Honestly, like you think that like, oh no, I can figure things out. I can, I know what to look for. You think you can tell like what someone's like going to look like. And then it's just completely different. And I, that would be something I'd be interested in doing that, that kind of thing where I mean, it's obviously it's it's insane the, the the makeup that's on there, but just truly allowing yourself to only look at someone for their heart and their personality and see if that can come out. I don't know. Have you seen the movie About Time? I have not. Okay, real quick, not to get off topic, but there's a um, it's a really great movie. Rachel McAdams in it. She's one of my favorite actresses. I forgot the guy's name, but he, great actor as well. It's about a time traveler, essentially. All the men in the family can time travel back and forth as much as they want. And it's a secret between the men. And essentially, it's a, it's a, it's a rom-com too. It's this love story. And it's the guy goes, you know, and kind of uses that gift to help kind of, you know, get the, um, his love, Rachel McAdams' character. Uh, but anyways, when they first meet, their first date, and this would be a really cool thing to do for like a first date, is they go to a dinner experience and him and his friend and they meet two other, you know, two women and they're matched there and they have dinner in a completely pitch black dinner restaurant, like zero lights. And they talk, you know, for, I think in the movie, you know, a couple hours, they hit it off like crazy. Wouldn't that be so cool to do? And it's very similar to the sexy beast kind of concept. And then after, you know, say you really did connect, then you get revealed who the person is. I think that'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. That's kind of like um, Love is Blind. Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess this is, <laughs> I guess all this stuff's kind of recycled in its own way. Uh, right? Yeah, I think they're all cool. I think they're all interesting. I would have to say, though, I agree with Pete. The one that I really liked was F Boy Island. That was really cool, really funny, interesting. Other than that, not so much a love television show, but um, there's a new season that's out and I'm obsessed with is Queer Eye. And these um, lovely people make people feel great about them, help them find their true selves where they feel um, confident and they learn to love themselves to be a better themselves. And uh, I freaking love it. I can't get enough of it. Every episode, I want to cry. Queer Eye, Jonathan's my favorite. Love Jonathan. Jonathan, would love to have you uh, do my hair sometime if you want. Yeah, love that show. All right, well, there you have it. 
Kim, um, thank you for all your support, all your love. Thank you for being a third roommate. And uh, again, we hope to uh, be able to FaceTime with you soon. Adios, Kim. Adios. We are Bachelors in the City and we are out. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.